how is everybody doing? I'm so excited. I never I never do night shows and it's like 7 p.m. here. So I'm like really excited because I feel like all energized. Usually I do them in the morning, but I like doing them at night. So hook, hook us up with more nighttime podcasts. How is everybody doing? I am so excited today. The one, the only Dr. K, the author, motivational speaker and coach. I love her. We had just had a blast talking backstage and she is amazing and she's going to tell us about this wonderful book she has written and what it's about. So please, Dr. K, tell us about the book and tell us what it's about. Um, all right. Well, my book, The Lion and the Narcissist, is clearly about narcissism and surviving narcissistic abuse and it really... I never meant to write a book. I just started writing and researching to get myself to rescue myself. And it ended up being such a blessing to me that I published it. And I hope that it becomes a blessing for everybody else to understand. For me, I knew the dogs were going to bark as soon as we went live. It's okay. I'm going to hit them with my book. I've had, I've had people, I've had babies, I've had babies crying, uh, I've had, you know, blonde mowers, it, it, it's right. really not a, not a big deal, no, that is really um, interesting, because I've been told that I have a touch of a narcissism, okay, oh, now, okay, now you see why, why okay. we get along, uh-oh, but, uh-oh. but I'm not an abusive person, you know, okay. I don't use it for evil. I use it for good because I am like really when I'm all like manic in my like bipolar stage, uh-huh. I am like, you know, I like to be on stage. I like to be, you know, obviously live. I love uh, attention and all this stuff. It's not as bad as it used to be because now I'm like, <laughs> like in my 40s. But back in the, my, the 20s, it was it was really bad. I was really, really? Like, mm-hmm. well, I think, Go ahead. Like, I think like the biggest thing that you said, which pr- would prove that you're not a narcissist is you've <laughs> self-reflected on yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you, you took a look and reflected on your inner self and you made change. And yeah. to me, there's, that's one telltale sign of a narcissist. They are un they are completely incapable of self-reflection. Okay. So they don't want to look at themselves yeah. and they don't, they don't, they they just don't think anything's wrong. They're even if they do something wrong, um, well, you, 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 they are entitled to it. You deserved it, whatever it is. Um, so the fact that you self-reflect clearly is you're not a narcissist, in my sure, opinion. Sure. I'm not um, a physician or a psychiatrist, <laughs> but from what I understand, you're not. And we all have. I think that's really important that people understand because that term narcissist or narcissism gets tossed around so much right now and I think there's a danger when we overuse it because then we're truly not identifying true narcissists and true narcissists like I said definitely lack self-reflection but they are completely devoid of empathy Um, and that that is what makes them dangerous Mm -hmm. Um, because they don't see anybody else other than themselves as human they look at other people as like a chair like I'm gonna use this chair to sit down and almost like like an object and you we all exist to a narcissist as a source of supply somehow to feed their ego so we all we all need attention I mean we're human and affection and attention is necessary part of 
of, you know, feeling loved and how you show affection. So I don't think that liking attention at all makes you a narcissist. I think mm-hmm. it's just your personality. Um, and mm-hmm. I think like that actually could make some people prone to be victimized by a narcissist because mm-hmm. one thing narcissists are really good at doing is identifying where you're weak and where your needs are. So mm-hmm. they can kind of shape shift into exactly what you need. So if they see that you like attention, they're going to shower you with attention and that's how you get snared. But, mm-hmm. um, I love, and that's one thing I love about having written my book, and I I keep learning from it, and then talking to people, I learn new things, but I think life is like always about self-reflecting, and always becoming a better version of yourself, and it's so easy to fall into pitfall, you know, Mm -hmm. pitfalls, is that how you say it? I'm Greek, so sometimes I don't know, pitfalls? Pitfalls, 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 you're good, yeah, so there's pitfalls, um, that we all have, and as long as you're self-aware of your strengths and weaknesses, and then you do the inner work to become a better person, like, then you're definitely not a narcissist, so, so you'll have to refer me to whoever calls you a narcissist, (laughs) so I can correct them, but, um, my book, like, definitely, one thing about narcissism is it's so hidden and complex that the public does not recognize it as a form of abuse Mm -hmm. because uh, we tend to view abuse as something visible like there's a bruise or a scar or there's something obvious that you see and narcissistic abuse uses all forms of abuse it can use physical abuse my scenario it did escalate to abuse which is um, why I don't know if you're familiar with this term but I use the power and control wheel as a theoretical model for describing um so all whether they're domestic violence relationships situations or toxic relationships are usually based in dominance power and control so it's it's not balance because Mm. somebody wants to have control right so the other person is not going to have any control over their Mm. own life Mm. so there's an imbalance there Mm. um but it's very complex it's under understood Mm -hmm. by healthcare professionals by therapists by the public so often victims are further abused because Mm -hmm. it's unrecognized and they don't see you as Mm -hmm. being abused and the narcissist is a master master manipulator Mm -hmm. like they deserve an academy award for an illusion and i talk about a false mask that they put Mm -hmm. on so they will appear as your soulmate this great powerful charismatic person Mm -hmm. um and we fall for that but really Mm -hmm. it's all an illusion yeah um so it's really important to empower people obviously prevention is always the key yeah you know whatever we can do to save ourselves from suffering um so i think it's really important that we raise awareness so that number one victims don't feel the shame that narcissistic abuse Mm -hmm. imposes on them so that they do come out and are able to tell their story because their whole experience in a narcissistic relationship whether it's romantic with a parent with a boss is an illusion so you really feel Mm -hmm. isolated and trapped in this like fun house of smoke Mm -hmm. and mirrors and just it's a twilight zone for those victims so um, the more that we get the message out there of how common it is and what the symptoms are number one of narcissistic abuse and number two the signs of people that are 
narcissist, not narcissistic, but actually have a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. While we can't diagnose people, we can definitely identify red flags um, of those people. And we have to identify those red flags. And more importantly is have the confidence to take action and sever those relationships because narcissistic abuse is a cycle of, um, I love the parable of the frog that gets boiled. Like if you put, I don't know if you've heard that, if you put a frog in hot water, boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you put it in tepid water and start to boil it, it will boil, it will stay in there until it boils itself to death. Mm. And that's what narcissistic abuse really is, that you don't realize that you've even been abused until mm. you're really at the end of your rope. Yeah. Um, physically, mentally, psychologically, mm-hmm. emotionally. Yeah. Um, it does. There's also a component of financial abuse because think about any relationship where there's power and control. How do we control people by limiting their resources? Um, so ma- I, I was not married to the narcissist that I um, refer to in my book, but I know the financial abuse is a huge um, piece for women that are married to narcissists um, and why they won't leave relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a component I of sexual abuse, and that's another stigma I think that we need to get over is we identify sexual abuse as like something violent or that it has to be, excuse me for being blunt, but penetration assault. But mm-hmm. sexual abuse can be even being shamed um, or using sex to punish you. Like I know my partner, if I wouldn't agree to do something, he would mm-hmm. punish me. Yeah, um, and that's a form of psych- That's a form of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. But our society minimizes these things, and mm-hmm. like sexual abuse has to be this, and abuse has to be this. But it doesn't, and it is just as damaging, if not more, because emotional abuse of any kind is. Um, cumulative so the more the longer you're exposed to it the more depleted you are mentally and physically Um, so um, one thing about I discovered and I would love to I can't wait to start on my next book because I mean like I kind of healed writing my book Mm -hmm. which is really funny because I didn't heal and then write my book I was writing my book because I had nobody to help me through it my situation involved um, physical abuse, which involved the court system, law enforcement. It involved um, my career. I lost my job as a result of the abuse. Um, so it did affect me financially. And I was dealing with a system that didn't know anything about it. So I really, I, I sometimes I look at myself and I don't know how I even survived. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that this happened to me and not a weaker personality um, because, I don't know, people can look at you and be like, well, how did you, if you read my book and you read about the personality, you'll be like, well, how did that girl not see it? But that's the thing. You don't see it when you're in it. And um, that's why we really have to support our friends and family members when we see signs. Like in retrospect, five years later, people would come out, you know, and tell me like, oh, we always knew he was weird. Like he was too nice. Or I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me that? Or mm. I didn't see it. Right. Um, and it can happen to anybody. I think one thing for me, like in the legal system was I felt um, like they were looking at me like, there's no way this happened to her. 
Like she, I was so, such a fighter in the court system as a victim because victims have no rights. Right. We have rights, but they're not employed. They're not enforceable. Yeah. So you really get treated mm-hmm. like a pawn in this game and you, you can't do anything to protect yourself. You're just like fr- going to be further abused. So I had, I felt, and it might not be true. I felt like I had, um, attorneys looking mm-hmm. at me like, Right. She's stupid, or you know, how did I have a PhD? I taught in a university setting for years, and I just felt like they thought, like, she's got to be lying because she's way too smart for this. But Mm. any of us, it doesn't matter of gender, it doesn't matter of socioeconomic status, Mm. it doesn't matter about of your education. Anybody Mm. can fall victim to a narcissist. So nobody Mm. should think, not a doctor, not a lawyer. Nobody should think that they are protected because of their intelligence. Because yeah. narcissists are extremely cunning. Yeah. They're not smart. See, I was very careful in my book to not call them smart. And I would never call a narcissist smart. Because right. smart people look at the whole picture. And narcissists only look at themselves. So I don't call narcissists smart. They're cunning. And they're yeah. manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody can fall victim just for not understanding narcissism Mm -hmm. or not having, and this is how my book evolved, which it just happened, was I ended up finding, um, rescuing myself. I didn't realize that my identity was completely eroded in this relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow erosion. Like they overstep your boundaries. And I think it's very important to teach young people about this before they fall victim. Because it's kind of like, if you Mm -hmm. don't have strong boundaries, narcissists are masters at testing your boundaries Mm -hmm. and training you they groom you and train you Mm -hmm. um and and i see it just used in so many evil aspects of society human trafficking prostitution um for heaven's sakes i think the media even is using narcissistic tactics like Mm -hmm. gaslighting we don't know what's we don't know what's going on like what's real or not real or we're being divided and that's a tactic of narcissists is they realize we have we're stronger in the support of other people or in our pride Mm -hmm. um so well, well, I gotta isolate this person. And they are so manipulative. Like, it's not just, uh, people will think isolation means, oh, he just says you can't go somewhere. He told you, he told you you're not allowed. Oh no, narcissists are way more cunning. They will go from that to um, guilt tripping you. Like, oh, you don't love me. You don't want to spend time with me to a crisis. Like all of a sudden they cut their finger and then you're like, oh, my plant, you know, I got to take him to the ER or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's all about isolation, but we don't see that because it plays on our emotions. So strong boundaries is so important. I, I also, like, it's so crazy that I'm at the point where I feel blessed by this horrible experience I had, but I feel blessed because I have two girls and like, they're so good at, they're like, mom, that's totally narcissistic or that person's pushing boundaries. So especially having girls, like you'll watch TV and you know, the boys like putting the hand on the girl's knee and the girl is clearly doesn't want him to touch her, but she just allows it. And then pretty soon, even though your intention was not to do anything, you're there because these manipulators are just so good at overstepping your boundaries. So I think it's just super healthy for everybody 
to understand narcissism because you and narcissistic abuse because you understand how important a strong identity is and how important strong boundaries are. And I ended up finding um, Jesus Christ mm -hmm. through my recovery. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know how to say this. Let's see. I'm very straight. I don't push that on everybody because right. I'm very respectful of people's beliefs and right. I, I love culture, but for me, that is what worked for me. But what, right. the way I see it is that I identified with what Jesus Christ said about me. Right. The one who gave his life, being a Christian, I, a reborn Christian, I know that Jesus took my sins and died for me. That's how much he loves me. Mm -hmm. That's how much he values me. Mm -hmm. And God who created me loves me. So that is where my point of reference of my worth is. And it mm -hmm. wasn't that ever before, mm -hmm. even well before my narcissist. Mm -hmm. I thought my worth was... For me, it was my education. Right. That's why I'm over, I'm over educated with this, <laughs> whatever high price education. That, believe me, my experience gave me way, way better education than what any university could have ever given me. But yeah. I was always overachieving, and I just never felt good enough. And I and I still, and people might look at me and say, "Oh, she's an author of a book," and "Oh, she," you know. But I don't feel like that. So I have to always go to the word of God and who values me. So, mm -hmm. um, so I surround myself with people who see me for who I am, who mm -hmm. value me for who I am, who correct me when I'm wrong, because that's a good friend. Cause a yeah. good friend does, will tell you, you know what? That was naughty that you <laughs> did that. Right. A right. friend who doesn't care about you just wants to have fun with you. They don't sure. care about you. Right. So I'm very careful who I serve. I have very, very strong boundaries now. And I think Good. that's how we can protect ourselves. Absolutely. But just put your value in um, someone that respects you and not the narcissist, because that's how your identity gets eroded and your self-esteem gets eroded. Um, some narcissists, there's different forms of narcissist abuse. Like there's malignant narcissists that are mm -hmm. just straight up call you fat stupid in this and my mm -hmm. narcissist was not like that um he really put me on a pedestal but he was a cheater he was there's got to be a better word for that but i probably shouldn't say it live but he was a cheater and then erodes your self-esteem i don't know mm -hmm. how it feels like for men but for women you're always thinking like well what is that other woman what am i not what do, what don't i have am i fat you know actually i'm a brunette but i you know bleached my hair like am i supposed to be blonde am i supposed to lose weight um like what does that woman have that i don't have mm -hmm. nothing right nothing it's not about you yeah. it's about them and mm -hmm. when you realize that the narcissist is empty the narcissist is void of everything good they want you because you represent everything they want to be and they know they can't have it so they steal yeah. Yeah. they steal your compassion they steal your forgiveness they steal your love they steal yeah. this they steal this but they're so empty they will deplete you and have to move to the next. They need multiple victims because it's like it's like filling a bowl with a cup with a hole in it. Like you're gonna be filling mm -hmm. that thing your whole life. It's got a hole in it. Wait. Yeah. Um, so it's not you. It's them. And that was a huge turnaround for me. Is realizing, 
Like, it wasn't me. It was him, and that took a lot of time, but it did get me to a point of forgiveness where, mm-hmm. like, a balance, and this is one of my pet peeves with therapists mm-hmm. with, um, when they deal with people with abuse, is they teach, like, forgiveness. Or like, oh, you have to forgive. I, I go on these chats all the time, and somebody will type, oh, how do I? And they're like, oh, you have to forgive him. No, 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 no. Let's stop. Right. Okay, what is for? We have to teach forgiveness in the correct manner. And forgiveness, sure. number one, is letting go of the emotion that connects you to that person, mm-hmm. what that person did to you and that person. But it also requires that we hold people accountable. So just forgetting and hiding it, like I'm big about exposing evil. Like I think people need to know yeah. the truth because that also helps that person correct themselves. If you're hiding their cheating, their abuse, yeah. you're not you're not helping yourself, mm-hmm. you're not helping that person, and you're not helping all these other innocent victims that are gonna be targeted with them. Mm-hmm. So to me, forgiveness is holding a person accountable for mm-hmm. what they did. Yeah. Forgiving yourself because we, um, I own my mistakes. Like, you know, I date, I dated somebody. I, I dismissed the red flags. I, you know, so I take accountability for that. Like had I followed the word of God and I wasn't involved in a premarital relationship, maybe I would have saved myself, um, some grief, but that's the great thing is the Lord love when we're children of God, he loves us and he forgives us no matter what we do, as long as we ask. And people don't understand that. They get stuck in this shame. Like, well, I don't deserve him to hear my, he, I don't deserve, I was taught like, oh, he wasn't hear your prayers unless you're perfect. Like, no, it's actually totally the opposite. <laughs> he wants, he's here to rescue those yeah. of us that want to be rescued. Yeah. But, um, exposing it, like we're making that person accountable and that's our duty as humans on this earth, yeah. as Christians, as friends, as sisters, as brothers, as mothers, like we have to hold people accountable because, um, they're just going to go and make the same uh, right. mistake with other people and other more victims. And it's yeah, just like a like cycle and a cycle. And yeah. if you make them accountable here, this is not your responsibility. See, I think like, and I did go through this. I always thought if I love him enough, if mm-hmm. I forgive him enough, oh, he's going to change. Like yeah. he, he's, I just had, he's never been loved. Mm. Genuine. No, right. not your responsibility. <laughs> no way. That's, yeah. And that's not genuine love. Genuine right. love holds a person accountable because it's very hard for us, and I know I went through this, but I'm to that point now. It's very hard for us to look at anybody who has abused us or mistreated us as a child of God. But all of us are children of God, and he wants that person to repent. He doesn't tell you you have to stay with that person. Right. Absolutely not. He tells us, stay away from evil people. Mm-hmm. You know, rebuke evil. Right. Um that but we hold them accountable and then hopefully they can take that opportunity as one to reflect on themselves but it's not your responsibility beyond that right you point it out and you go and you heal yourself and you live your best life and you release yourself from what they did to you and Mm -hmm. that's true forgiveness you cannot i don't believe you can forgive by um, not holding someone accountable. And I think a lot of people just teach that, like, oh, get over it, or oh, just forgive them. No, 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 no. Especially narcissism. 
Anybody who is here that understands narcissistic abuse, Mm -hmm. the gaslighting is so confusing and you, it doesn't make sense. So accountability needs, you need to be rebalanced. You need a sense of right and wrong to be balanced again, because Mm -hmm. the narcissist did all these bad things and said, you were the bad person. So there's such an injustice there. Well, so I I'm think so we glad to... that you were able to come on the show. Uh, we ran a little over time because everything mm. that you're saying is amazing. And it's helping so many people, men and women, that are victims of... Um, some people don't even know they're in, a, you know, in an abusive... Rela- uh, narcissistic exactly. Abuse. So thank you so much for being here and thank for you. sharing all of this information. Um, I hope you come back on the show again. You've been amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. But my book is on Amazon. Um, it's the lion and the narcissist. And that is my website, the lion and the narcissist.com. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm wishing everybody healing and praying for you and anybody that needs, um, anything, please don't, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Absolutely. Uh, your website and the website to the book is in the description so y'all can uh, oh. click on it at any time and then this lives on forever and ever so it can be clicked on at any time by anyone so okay that's really good that, all right yeah. Catherine, we'll do some night ones i'm a night girl okay cool all right we'll do some night ones all right, all right. take care so nice meeting you thank you, you so too. much bye bye everybody bye